I took a swim in the ocean yesterday, though I use the term swim lightly. It was more of a prance in, scream a little, and run out shaking violently as my body protested the icy waters. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. Late May in Maine can be a sensory overload for the observant naturalist. Every week there is more to see as warmth takes hold of our northern climate. Flowers pop, trees leaf out, and the world rapidly transitions from mud season to summer. I also find myself cruising Route 1 headed to some of my favorite destinations observing exotic license plates. But summer people don't only come in by car— Some come in on the wing under their own power from much farther than any vacationer or seasonal resident. Some of these people are actually birds, and one bird that stands out above all others for the distance they will travel to get to Maine is the iconic Arctic tern who is just settling down to lay eggs, having just made it to Maine only a few weeks ago. Terns can be a bit tricky for the uninitiated to correctly speciate, Here in Maine, we have common, roseate, and arctic terns. All are medium-sized birds with forked tails, an elegantly buoyant flight pattern, and an overall coloration of grays and whites with a black-capped head. The easiest way to speciate them is by the color of their bill, as the arctic terns have a deep red bill, whereas the common tern's bill is tipped in black, and the roseate tern sports a salmon-colored bill. While on paper that difference seems significant, in actuality, these species can be very hard to distinguish in the field, especially considering that flocks of terns as well as nesting colonies often include multiple species. Of the three species, in fact of all birds in the world, arctic terns reign supreme for long-distance migration, and perhaps reign supreme among all animals for their dedication to chasing sunshine. Just a couple of weeks ago, Arctic tern migration in Maine made its seasonal peak as individuals and flocks arrived from their winter haunts, at least from our northern perspective, in the Antarctic, where they were enjoying the perpetual sunshine of an Antarctic summer. As daylight begins to dwindle in those southern lands, the flocks take to the sky and head north for the Arctic summer in the northern hemisphere. This annual round-trip migration from pole to pole means that on average, Arctic terns fly 15,000 to 20,000 miles annually for this pilgrimage alone, not to mention their daily commute from breeding colonies to feeding grounds, which can be as far away from their colonies as 10 miles. Of course, this migration route also means that Arctic terns uniquely experience an almost perpetual earthly summer with the exception of their shoulder seasons flying between their two destinations. As soon as the breeding adults arrive, they immediately begin scoping out breeding islands. Currently, there are only 10 breeding islands for Arctic terns off the coast of Maine, and 90% of all terns in our waters nest on Machias Seal Island, Petitmanan Island, and Matinicus Rock. They begin scouting breeding sites by doing periodic flyovers, then will occasionally land, then a few days later, will begin spending a couple hours in the mornings or evenings on these sites. Before long, they start spending nights on these islands until ultimately they lay a clutch of two eggs in a shallow scrape in the thin soils of these colonies around the end of May or early June, and both parents share in the responsibility for incubation for the next 20 to 24 days. 
So this weekend, if you happen to be on the sea, keep an eye to the sky for the acrobatic flights and dives of Arctic terns as they hunt our main waters for hake and herring to feed themselves, and soon enough, they're young. All our tern populations have been threatened by increased gull populations, crashes in fishing stocks, pollution, and human disturbance. But there are things you can do to protect our terns. Keep yourself and your pets away from colonies. If the birds take flight, you are too close. Take care not to litter plastic, oil, or other refuse into our waters, as all of these can be deadly to the terns. And refrain from dumping overboard any food or fish scraps. These scraps make for easy food for gulls, the main predator of terns, and can aid in artificially buoying up their populations. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 